What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Draw and Talk. It is part two of our discussion with Robert Livingston. Robert, thanks for being on. Hey, no problem, man. Glad to be here once again. <laughs> and uh, also, real quick, everyone, hit the subscribe button and like and comment. Uh, we want to know what you guys thought about the podcast and, uh, yeah, your thoughts, what you think after we talk about um, our topic about uh, publishers. But also, hit the link below in the description and go to the GoFundMe page for Tom and Artie. Um, let's make this comic book happen. But... Uh, Robert, for our um, for this topic, we're talking we're talking about the importance of publishers. Um, are they important? Are they not? And w- how do you go about submitting a comic? And like, what do you go through? What is like the, the journey of publishing a comic? And what happens if I guess if it doesn't go well? What I would most likely say for something like that is that yeah, publishing a comic is very it's it's a very good feeling. Because there's no better feeling than seeing your published work out there on the um on like a comic shelf. It's a very very great feeling. I mean, I personally wouldn't know at this current time, but <laughs> when you actually see it happen, well, going going a little bit past that is getting a comic published is a lot harder than you think. Now, your idea may be beloved by tons of people. You could send your comic out to so many people, get so many good responses back, but if that if that person you're sending it to doesn't like it, and they say they don't like it, they're probably not, they're pretty much not going to budge on that decision. And when they don't budge on that decision, and you get that and you get that no from them, that's when you just have to say that you should never reply to this angry. It's going to hurt when you get rejected, but never get angry with it never go all out never try to demean them just simply say all right thank you for the reply i understand and maybe we'll you know maybe i could try with another idea another time because there's nothing you should you don't want to piss off your people you don't want to piss off the people you want to work with (laughs) oh oh god no you don't want to God, no, you don't want to. That's like the main thing I've said before about the comic book industry is that a lot more people are linked than you think. So anyone you talk to is probably going to know someone else that, you know, probably could tell them that, hey, I know this guy is actually pretty good. Hey, this guy is actually kind of a douche. Don't don't work with him. That's usually how it works. There is a lot of gossip in the comic industry. This happens so much. There are so many people that I've spoken to, and they'll say, oh, you know, I don't like this guy. I, I don't like working with him. I don't think that he's great to work with. I, I can't say names. <laughs> I can't say names. <laughs> but and but like, when you're looking – No, no, keep, no, keep going. Keep going. No, I was going to say is that if you're actually going to be pitching your book to publishers, make sure you have more than one issue done. That's a very mm. important factor in this. Make sure you have more than one issue done. It's going to save you so much time and so much stress later down the road. Because when you're working on it on your own time, your own hour, yeah, you, you're going to make that work a lot better. But when you have to deal with a deadline that's coming in after you, yeah, your work is going to suffer when you have to deal with a deadline. Oh, it's it's so true. I mean, I, say that, I said this um, in a podcast that I recorded uh, yesterday and – um it'll probably it'll probably be out it'll probably be out um before this one but i said i was i was saying my i got my deadline wrong for my current comic book uh i got it wrong by 10 days whereas i thought it was due in a week and a half and it's actually due tomorrow 
And I was like, oh, crap, I haven't finished coloring the pages. I don't have it lettered and I don't have it formatted. And um, this is this has only happened because um, I kind of lost my buffer where when I pitched the comic book, we had four issues in the can working on the fifth issue. And we were always ahead, except this time I life got in front of me. We're still ahead on the art. It's just my job coloring. And so if you have issues ready in the can... Um, that's gonna save your butt when it, um, in publish uh, when you're pu- trying to publish a comic book. And most publishers these days, even indies, Alterna, Insane Comics, and then even the bigger indies, Image Comics, they want you to have anywhere from like two to three issues already done in yeah. the can. Yeah, that's the most part because I mean, it, it saves them time as well. Because even if you first get accepted for a pitch, they're probably going to tell you, all right, we're going to need your first comic by this date. And that date is probably most likely going to be a few months away. It's going to be a few months away. And then you're going to have to get used to if you're going to be able to start making those dates at the same time. That's why if you're going to be publishing, you probably should make sure that you can devote a lot of your time and energy to it as well. If you already have those pages done, then all right, those, that time and energy can go to other things you need to do, whether it be school or work or maybe some other work you're doing. Mm-hmm. And like um, Robert Kirkman, he's got a new uh, new comic book out called Oblivion Song, and he had 13 issues in the can before the first issue came out. And th- I mean, that's Robert Kirkman. I mean, you have when you have Robert Kirkman money, you can do that, but. Uh, I know for indie, but I don't know any indie book that could have 13 <laughs> issues in the can before they release the first one. But I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to point well, out I'll that. S- <laughs> go for, I was saying that the even the pros know that they have to have a um, a buffer in their publishings to to save them from the deadlines and whatnot. Oh yeah, of course. And also make sure you have your beginning, middle, and end of your story already planned out, already thought about, already ready to go. Because this is another thing that happens to a lot of cre- new creators, whether it be writer or artists, is that they get they get into the lore trap, where you know they start making a comic and they start thinking of like all the small details that go on, like you know how does this ship work, how do what does this race actually mean? And it's fun to write up lore, I understand it, but you also have to think of what's going to be important in the story I'm telling here. What is actually going to be coming up in conversations? What is going to be there in conversations? Because it's not like it's going to be... I'm pretty sure you've seen bad examples where people would do something like they're going to walk into a hangar room and it's going to be like a ship there and someone's going to ask a question of like, hey, how does this ship work? All right, look, I don't follow a mechanic into a garage and then immediately ask him, how does that car (laughs) work? Uh, how is that car? I mean, I can understand if it's like, you know, the person is a different species and they've never seen this vehicle before and they ask that question. But if this is another human being and they've lived in the same universe for as long as it's come, you're not going to ask how a car works as soon as you see it. You're just going to be thinking, all right, you know, go get in, turn the key, the ignition. It goes, it gets us where we need to go. Yeah, and, and like publishers, they want to know. They don't care about the lore. They want to know. Okay, what's the what's the beginning, middle, and end of your story? And I think uh, uh, something that creators. I mean, I, when I've talked to a lot of indie creators, and I'll be like, "Hey, so like, um, like, do you have an ending for your book?" And they're like, "No, it's ongoing." I'm like, "What?" Don't even think. Don't even. I, I sometimes hate that because you then. That's another thing is that if you're gonna be with a publisher, especially if you're gonna be if you ever get in with the big ones and all that. 
you don't really want to be thinking of like it's an ongoing at certain times because you don't know when you're going to get canceled. Yeah, you the the comic book the lifespan of a comic book like is super short. I mean, you a lot of creators are lucky. I mean, you're lucky if you get past the the, the fourth or fifth issue these days. Yeah. And then, and after that, you're just hoping and hoping. And like, like it, with even with like image books, um, you know, I was I was reading an article by Jim Zub when he and he said I pitched Wayward. There was an ending at issue six. I wrote two versions of issue six. One was a on, was uh, to be continued, and one was an end because I didn't know if it was going to survive. And luckily, it did. But now it's and now it's getting canceled at issue twenty four. And that so if you think about you know, that was the no, go for it. That was what? That was good. I was going to say is like that was the main reason why I was pitching Tom and Ari, the publisher, was because of the fact that I only had honestly 13 issues planned of it, really. And but I wrote everything as there is not really an ongoing story. So the comic was basically written as a you can pick up this comic pretty much any issue. Are you serious? Was that your idea? Like, each yeah, one that's was pretty a one shot. Oh, only I issues, love Tom and Ari more. Only. No, it's just that only issue, only like issue one and two are connected a lot. And there's like maybe only going to be four issues that have like a part one and a part two. But everything else is going to be single story told in the span of like 22 pages. Oh, I love that. Gosh, dang it. Guys, go to the GoFundMe page. Link in the description, please. Um, <laughs> no, that and that is that's that's so smart. I mean, when um, I have a I have a series called Demons published by an insane comics and i said hey when i when i pitched it to them i said we have four issues and the the final issue is both an end and a to be continued it's up to you and after the third issue we then decided to keep going um to continue the series for as long as you know they wanted it and yeah, but initially, if things weren't going well, you see that's a that's a smart that's a smart thing that some indie creators I've seen that they will do is that they'll start a comic with maybe like a five to a five to four like issue miniseries with it, mm-hmm. and then usually by the fourth or fifth issue they leave it off with a cliffhanger that is just like you know if you want to see more there's more here planned potentially but things are kind of over with the with the characterization or the story that's going on right here but there is still more left over yeah ex- ex- exactly i mean by the end of the fourth story by the end of the fourth issue i felt we we did enough with the characters the story that was developing from the first issue was done but we left enough of a cliffhanger that we could have dealt into more and we did and i mean i'm sad to say that we're we're ending our series at issue 14 but um, that was that was just because I ran out of. Well, I mean, that's that's mostly because honestly, some things do need to end. It, it, exactly, it, things need things need an ending. Like you can say something is going to have an ongoing, but how long are you going to be working on the same thing? I mean, when they like I said, when I came to Tom and Artie, I said thirteen because I'm just like thirteen is all I could think of right now. I'm leaving. The, I would leave the ending. It won't actually be an ending, but it's something where I could just say like, all right, it's done. It's done for now. I'm going to go on to something else, but I could come back to this later on. No, exactly. That's yeah. Like there's there. I, I also, I believe the same thing. Comic books should have endings and you can tell when a creator is stretching themselves. I mean, after that 14th issue, if I were to continue on the 15th, if I were to do another arc, 
you i think reader my readers would be like i think i think he's giving up he's losing oh yeah you don't you don't want to have a repeat of an issue where it's obviously filler where you know nothing happens the characters are just standing around in the room talking oh my yeah exactly um but that's like but that's worth working with publishers but um you know, I've I've um, I've been I've pitched to publishers. I've gotten rejected. Um, you've pitched to publishers. You've been rejected. What do people do then, Robert? If if you've been rejected, what's the next step? Where do you go from? Honestly, if you've been rejected by all the publishers you come out to, web web comic route is still there. You can still self publish as well. You can still get your comic on Comixology, Amazon, that those things work where you can put it up on there, the small fee to do it, but then they'll instantly be available for people to download and read. If you want to do webcomic, webcomic route, I say, is the easiest way to get an audience built up because it's available to read for free. You can easily gain an audience that way if you want to keep a consistent update schedule or just like, you know, help get your idea out there. Because I've, I've spoken with some creators that they got their comic first started as a webcomic. And then when it gained enough traction, they got enough support, they eventually turned it into like an, an indie work. Because a lot of publishers, you know, maybe starting as a webcomic is going to be the best is going to be the best way. Because when you get that audience following, the publisher is going to realize that, hey, there's people that are going to buy this off the bat. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I mean, um, who do I... Ah, frick, what's his name? Crap. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. Coffee, table, comic books. Um, I If I don't get his name... Okay, Jason Brubacher. Yeah, so there's this guy. His name is Jason Brubacher, and he does a webcomic called Sithra on Webtoons. And it's actually finished now. But um, the moment... The moment he was done with the moment he says, hey, guys, I'm now publishing part one of this webcomic into a book. All of his followers are like, heck, yeah, we want it now from a webcomic into a print. And then he asked for like 30 to 40,000 on his Kickstarters and he gets them because he's created a fan base and he didn't he's not published by the big two. He's not published by any indie comic. He self publishes. And it just goes to show that in our day and age with the internet and with so many different platforms, you can you can throw your crap on on some site that you either create or use, and you can have a webcomic where you can create a, a fan base. You can or you can either just or you can go to a printer and you can give them the files and you'll have twenty five to fifty comic books on your porch in like three weeks that you can go out and sell yourself. Exactly. 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 I mean, it's because a lot of people would think that, you know, if a publisher doesn't want my book, then, you know, what's the point? Hey, it's still it's still your work. There's way more options to get your work out there than there was like a few years than there was a few years ago, actually. Oh, yeah. A few years ago, if you want. Uh, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I was just agreeing with you. It was just that, you know, to get your comic out there has been the easiest way it's been right now than it was like, you know, maybe in the 90s or early, or early 2000s. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to connect with people. It's a lot. There are so many groups out there where people can meet artists for their comics. I've actually had, like, new writers would tell me, oh, where do I go if I want to get an artist for my comic? And I'll just give them a link, say, all right, go on this website, join this group, say your idea, and say what the artist say you need. But also make sure about this. And I'm saying this to everyone right now. If you are a new writer that's getting into the industry and you're going to ask that question of – can I get someone to draw for me for free? For Look, I'll be, on, I'll, be, I'll be honest right now. Ain't going to happen. Don't bother asking it. 
That no one's <laughs> gonna do, no one's gonna do that. No one's gonna do that for you unless they are your best friend, a close relative, or someone you're married to. And if they do, it, it's not gonna be the quality that you, that you probably are looking for. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna be like that because you know I've spoken to my artist friends. I was speaking to one of my my artist friends actually recently. Uh, his name is Paul is Paul Ridgen. He actually worked on some Transformers comics in the past. And as I was talking to him, I asked him, "Be honest, how many people, how many writers have come up to you and tried to get you to do art for free?" And he was just like, "Oh, I've lost I've lost count, man." I've lost count. <laughs> It's just, it's not, look, I, they're not going to care how special your idea is, how great it is. All they're going to care is if you can pay. And don't try to get them with that stuff of, oh, you know, it's going to pay eventually. No, no, no. You got, you're either going to be paying on the spot or you're going to be, or you're going to have that money available currently. It, you're, so or you're going to be learning to draw yourself. <laughs> you're going to be learning to draw yourself. And if, if you, because th- if you think about it, you're not that well, you know you mentioned back end there's no way that you're going to get you're going to make the money back with back end no no of course not of course not i mean look you just have to budget the way that you want if you have an if you have an artist that you can hire for a certain price range then all right go for it or just accept that maybe you can't hire someone who is jim lee quality because that's another thing the going rate for hiring an artist who is you who has done previous work who is established right now the starting rate is around 120 and that's probably just for a sketch just for like sketch work and inking if you're lucky if you're lucky Mm-hmm. That's the start. That is the starting rate, people. It is a hundred twenty per page. You'll be if you find someone who is able to is going to do that for less with inking and coloring with it, or just inking. You better hold. You better hold on to them as tight as you can. Oh no! Exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, um, um, you know, there, like you said, there are so many platforms. It is so easy. Um, these days to make to make a comic book and it just goes to show you need to put you need to really um it's it might not be as easy to like get with the big two as it might have it might have was back then but it just goes to show who's it who's at who's doing this for real and and who and who isn't and no one cares about your big idea until they actually see it Oh yeah, you gotta remember the big two was actually going to some people to start in web comics in the first place. The guy who wrote Doctor McNinja, he got hired to do stories for the big for for Marvel. Oh, that's he cool. wrote a, yeah, I think he wrote a few issues of I think it was probably Gwenpool or Spider Man. Okay, it probably wasn't Spider Man because I know Dan Slott is and move wasn't <laughs> Spider Man for a while. <laughs> but yeah. You know, that's the thing that's going on is that they're looking in those areas that show that people can actually complete it. Well, that's the main thing that show that comes across with a webcomic. It shows you can actually do it, that you can do stuff on time. You could stick to a schedule. You can get it out and you can keep it consistent and you treat your fan base well. That's another thing that comes in here as, as well is respect. You got to show respect to both to both ways, like to any area to areas that you can do not get into fights with people this is something i have see we all see happen way too much on social media is people getting into fights with their fans or people who probably said one bad remark about about their comic all right just you just have to accept that not everyone is going to like what you make not everyone is going to be a fan of what you do or, or what you made but you can't always take it personally if they try to tell you 
I mean, you you could still listen to some of their comments if they have good constructive criticism for you. Then yeah, take it in what you can. But fighting back against them and trying to tell them to shut up, this is my work, ain't ain't gonna help, ain't gonna win you points with people. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to bring up um, real quick is kind of like the my thoughts on like the pros and cons of working with a publisher because um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, cause I'm working on a, I'm working on a book called the hard line <clears throat> and I'm, I, it, I haven't written or drawn my own book in like three years. So this is a first and what I've noted in, l- let me just get, let me cut to the chase. Let me just skip the exposition. <laughs> the, <laughs> the pros of being the, the, the pros of being with a publisher is that they will help you do marketing that you can't, they'll reach people that you can't and, um, you know, they'll go to convent, like, I don't know what Alterna does, um, but like, I know for Insane Comics, the CEO, James, he goes to uh, so many different conventions throughout the year to, to market the creator's books and that, and I get exposure off that and I make money off of that. I'm not making like, you know, killer amounts, but you know, I, I make enough to make me like <laughs> go out to dinner for that, <laughs> to go out <laughs> to dinner on a date. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I mean that's that's sometimes just enough. I mean, getting paid for your comp, getting paid for your work—that's that's kind of the dream right there in itself. Exactly. And with the publisher, you have to also consider this: you have to split costs with them. You like you have to—they might do other stuff, but they're going to take a percentage. And I'd love to talk to you about this, Robert, because I've been thinking—you know—once I finish this book that I'm working on, do I then? I know I have a good relationship with some other publishers who would take it. Do I let them do that and take the a percentage of that and so and the rights of the book, or do I keep that for myself and I just pay the printing and mailing costs and then I get to keep the rest of the money? I mean, what do you think are the pros and cons of that? Since you were the also main, going for a publisher, well, the main thing I would say that you're doing self publishing is that you know when you're doing the printing and the advertising, that's going to cut into your funds a lot. Because getting out there, you know, getting tables at conventions and getting your books printed, that's, that adds up to a pretty penny amount of money. I mean, when I was at C2E2, to get around like 80 issues of Tominari printed for that, along with next day air shipping for that, that was like almost $300. I can't think of how much it would be with like exceeding that amount with, all, with more people that are going to want to demand it. The main thing that comes in with getting a publisher is that you have an easy outlet that it's going to get published and it's going to be easier to get into store. I mean, get into stores, get into conventions because there's going to be people going to take it. They're going to take it with them. Going with a publisher is that your your book is probably most likely more easily going to re- reach more faces, like more people out there. There's probably going to be a chance that it's going to mean more revenue with you as well. You can still self-publish, but then if you self-publish, you're probably going to be limited to doing things on Amazon and Comixology and, you know, going to conventions yourself and trying to sell it off. But, you know, there there are still tons of comics on Comixology and Amazon I have not even heard of that I still find and discover to this day. That maybe if I was at a convention, I probably would have seen it sooner. That's That's true. That's true. And that, that was really – that's really what it comes down to is what makes me want to go with a, a publisher is the fact that um, I can – they'll give me more exposure um, to other things. 
and maybe I'm just keep thinking of like, man, I just want the money. But there is something to say about getting the hey, so there's not there's not wrong there's not wrong with just wanting the money, man. <laughs> nothing. There is nothing wrong with just wanting the money because when you're in the zone where I am right now, where trying to pay off like your current work is just like pinching almost every penny. You just keep thinking, oh man, I wish like a hundred, like or a hundred, even five hundred would just come my way. I have nowhere. <laughs> there, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with just being there for the money. Don't even tell yourself that, you know, the whole creative, like, you know, I got creative integrity. Oh, yeah, I got creative integrity. But, you know, as soon as someone comes to me and they say, I want, like, I want to pay, like, 50000 for another one of your, for one of your, the rights to your work. I'll be like, all right. There I'll, you go. <laughs> I, I can, all right, here you go. I could write another one, man. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, like, here, like, this is, I guess, I'll, I'll just say, so I'll make on my Demon series every year. The publisher will give me around 120 bucks a year from the sales that he does. All right. Um, that's just a that's just a rough. But then, but then, let's say that I go to a convention. Um, that and that's just him. That's just not my own sales that I do because I'll buy I'll buy copies from him at like the print cost and then I'll sell them. But at one convention, I can make around five or six hundred dollars. Exactly. That he can do in 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 a year because the publisher has to isn't just marketing your book. He's marketing like ten to ten to twenty other books. Whereas with me, I know I can, I know I can make a convincing sales pitch to someone to get them to buy my book. Which is and that's why I'm saying like, do I, do I do I go with the publisher and have to rely on like their printing, them taking split costs when I know that by myself. At one convention, at three days, I can make quadruple what the publisher makes for my own comic in a year. But they do. But then, but then the publisher puts it on the Comicsology. They go to a bunch of um, shows. It's such a it's such an interesting like thing that you have to make a decision on. And then they'll take the rights of it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they will take the rights of the, book, of the books that you work on. That you gotta wonder if you're really willing to part with the idea like that i mean that mostly depends if you're actually planning to do something more with it a lot of times i see people say that they don't really have like a lot of plans after the story is over but then you know you don't know what's going to happen when things like because you know there's a lot of uh producers and stuff that are now looking to comics to get produced for movies and then tv shows and all that i mean that i think it's kind of half the reason that some people are starting to jump in now is the fact that you know you got producers now coming looking at comics thinking can we turn this into a movie can we turn this into a show Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone wants now that Netflix comic book deal. Did you see that? Well, that's uh, that, that's just with yeah, Mark I've Millar. Seen... That's just one. Oh, weird. well, that's well, that's Mark. That's Mark. That's Mark Millar. Of course, that was going to happen. He originally got started because he wanted to write. He wanted to write movies, but couldn't get in the movie industry. And well, now he is. Exactly now. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So I guess um, people to take away from this, you don't need. I, if you want a publisher, go for it. But that isn't the end route. If you say, "Oh my, I can't do my keep doing my comic book anymore because the publisher didn't take it," then uh, there are so many other routes. And if you choose not to do those other routes, then sad. Maybe you're just not ready to <laughs> make a comic book. But everyone, um, well, I oh, mean, going 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 a little bit with that. Sorry to, no, to no. add to it. It's just that if you actually if you have if you start making your work and it doesn't get accepted. Look, there's there's nothing wrong with taking a small break. 
If you're feeling bad after you've been rejected, you know, take a break for a month or two. Don't look at anything comic related if you're following it on social media. Just kind of shut yourself off and just think about uh, – just take a little break. Calm down. I mean a lot of people think they constantly just need to keep working at it if they've been rejected. Look, there's nothing wrong with uh, with taking a small break. No, yeah, for sure. Give your give let your let your, uh, let your mind uh, recharge. It is an exhausting mental experience, but yeah, let yourself recharge and then, you know, come at it with fresh eyes. Um, thanks, Robert, for being on the show. No problem. All right, everyone. Two things. Well, three things you need to do. First thing you need to do: go to the description below, help um, hit um, hit up the GoFundMe, and let's get Tom and Artie made. Also. Wow. If you watch, if you look at the video, you can see Robert's Twitter handle. Follow him on that. And third, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, that'd be really cool. If you don't want to, I don't care because I'm doing this for funsies. But I do care because I want to do more of these. Um, no, guys, I love you guys. I love all those who watch this. This is awesome. Um, thanks, Robert, for being on. Everyone, follow him. Thanks, Robert, for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once again, no problem.